Uh, it's been a wild week with uh, a lot of things going on in the church, but, but, but the world itself. Uh, we have a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in Afghanistan this morning that are uh, hiding, preparing for death. It's not a virus. Uh, it's not a flu. It's not called evil. It's just pure evil. Um, so they're uh, hiding and coming together this morning or whenever, whatever time it is over there and on their Sunday and they're risking their families and their own life, physical life, to worship together in whatever capacity that looks like to open up a Bible to pray uh, not a thousand years ago not 500 years ago but right now and uh, I don't want to get too deep in that but one of the one of the things that they have to have in order to do these things that they're doing and at some point in our lives, it's coming. Uh, Y'all can deny it all you want, but it's coming. Called end time. It's peace. And in order for them to, to them or us or anybody else to, 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 to come together and to, to praise God and to not worry about a physical life, is because they have a peace of what's taking place within their life. They may be frightened, they may be scared, but they still have the peace that comes over them. And that peace is what we're talking about. They're a lifeline of peace. And it's a peace that the world can't have. And we're going to talk, hopefully, about different kinds of peace today. And I don't know how far I'm going to get in this sermon because I'm not going to cut any part of it short. So we may just kind of stop it somewhere and pick it back up more next week. We'll see. Because all of it is, uh, is important. So I don't want to cut peace short. And I don't want to cut this other part short. Because without peace, it's hard to give the gospel out. We, we can give the gospel out, but we have to have this, this peace upon us. And the world has to see that there's something different about that lifeline of peace. And the outsider, those ones that are striving to be what Christ has called them to be, not just sit around, but actually digging in and wanting to be exactly what God wants them to be. The people over in Afghanistan right now and throughout the world that are in danger are not in danger. They're striving to allow God to do what he wants to do in their life. What he wants, his will, and not their will. And so, as we look into the word of peace today, and a little more beyond that, uh, I know what people think peace is. I know what the world thinks peace is. I know that everybody says, I want peace, I want peace, I want peace. So i got to have peace in this. And a lot of times, the problem is with that is it's got that word, I want And sometimes that peace, you want it so desperately within your life, it can almost become that idle thing that I want, I want. Well, if you truly trust God with your faith, then there's a supernatural peace that you can have. And it's not that I want peace, it's what God wants for my life. And through that, I have peace. And that is the peace we're talking about. We're not talking about. A, a, a self-centered type peace. 
So as we dig into the scriptures today, hopefully that's what we understand. In 1 Corinthians 16, 13, it reads this. Paul's writing, it says, watch. Everybody say, watch. Okay, I'm I'm watching. I I see what's going on everywhere. I'm watching. And And he says, stand fast in the faith. Okay, so as we watch, as you know, as we watch this world die, as it as it comes, and I don't know when the time's coming, but I just know I know what the book of Revelation says. Book of Revelation says, I know what John, the book of uh, Daniel says. I know what all these books at that point. I see it. I can see it. Me and Vicky see it. I've got a good kind of an understanding of what's taking place and how it's going to happen. I mean, it's clearly it's dying. And we shouldn't be shocked about that. I've been preaching on it for 16 years. It's dying. But the choice you have is can you have peace during this time of the end? Can you have peace? Well, some of you can and some of you can't. And and Paul writes here, and he's dealing with his own people, and he says, watch. Watch what's taking place. Stand fast in the faith. Everybody say faith. And we've preached on faith a lot in this church because it's very important. Be brave. Everybody say, be brave. Okay. Okay, so watch what's taking place. Stand fast in the faith that God's given you, and then be brave. In other words, don't cower down to to a dying world. I mean, be strong. Amen? Be strong. And that's what we need for this peace is, Watch, we see it. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave and be strong. John 16, 33, it reads, These things I have spoken to. This is letters read. This is Jesus speaking. These things I have spoken to, that in me, everybody say that in me. That's a capital M. That's in deity. That's in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the living God, that in me you may have what? Peace. Okay. Let's break that down just a little bit. These things I have spoken to you, all the things that, that the Lord is teaching his disciples and now us, that in me, in Christ, you may have peace. Where does peace come from? Where does it come from? It comes from Jesus. It, it, it can't come from the world. The world will give you a false peace, a, a, a failure of peace, a fake peace, a delusional peace. A piece, that is, a piece that is based upon what happens to you. Well, God's got a bigger piece and a bigger picture than just you. And we can't get past you or me to find the true peace that God wants the outsider to have. These things I've spoken to you that in me you, have, you may have peace. In the world you will not. You will have tribulation, which is just nothing but trouble. What we're seeing. Family against family, nation against nation, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes everywhere. Nation against its own people. Over and over again, we see it. And it's difficult to find the peace that we're supposed to have but it's not difficult if your faith stays focused on Christ. In the world, you will have tribulation. Everybody, do we see tribulation now? Of course we do. But then Jesus says, 
but be of what? Be of good cheer. Because see, these, us, the outsiders in Christ, we know where our peace comes from. And it doesn't come from the world. It doesn't come from what my government or your government or your nation or whatever's taking place. It doesn't come from that. It comes from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. In him we have peace. I'm not looking for the world to give me peace. It can't give me peace. It gives me tribulation. So whenever we look for the world to bring peace, one more check. You've been delusional by evil. Evil does what evil does. It's not hard to determine what evil is. It does what evil does. It kills people. It kills the church of Christ. It hates God's people. Jesus says here, I have what? Overcome the world. I have overcome the world. <laughs> but yet, for the church, that seems to be hard to comprehend. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, either you believe this or you don't. It's, if you want this peace and this faith that builds peace, then you have to believe this. It's not a halfway of belief. It's believing all of it. Amen? It's the truth. The truth of God. He gives you peace. He came down to be a baby as to bring peace into the world. Peace is not just a feeling, but yet that's what the world wants, isn't it? I just got to feel peace, man. I got to feel peace. I, I get you on that. I understand that. But death is never stopping. Evil's never stopping until the Lord comes back and destroys it. Peace is not just a feeling, but a secret superpower. Everybody agree with that? I mean, it is so powerful that you can go and give the word of God out knowing it's going to take your life. That's how powerful peace is. Knowing that it could take your family's life. See, peace is not a little simple sissy word. It's powerful in our lives. And it's only secret because the non-Christian doesn't have the peace and a lot of Christians, the so-called Christians, don't have it either. You can't compromise with God and expect peace. You can't compromise with the scriptures and expect peace. Once obtained, through what? Everybody say faith, because that's it. Once obtained through faith, even in the midst of chaos, the world we live in, it will open your mouths to proclaim the gospel with boldness, confidence, and urgency. Amen. Now, is peace just a little dinky word? It's not. Mark 47 through 40. Y'all familiar with, most of you should be familiar with this. 
I want to take it apart a little bit today and then put it back together and see what God says about it. Jesus and disciples have been, Jesus has been healing and preaching and, and doing what he does. He, he's just physically, his body is being tired and wore out because of all the work he's doing. And they're on the Sea of Galilee and they're over to another area and they're going to get on a boat and he's going to fall fast asleep. I mean, he's, he's wore out. I mean, he's 100% God, but he's 100% man too. He's physically wore out. He's tired. And during this time, there's going to be great things come upon this, the, the, the lake or the sea, whatever you want to call it, the Sea of Galilee. Great storm come up, almost like a hurricane. Now, I want to emphasize something. These are not sissy men. They're fishermen. This is their livelihood. They're not sissy men. They're hard Men that are not worried about storms or things like that. They've seen it all. So when something comes up that they are fearful, it is something powerful that's taking place because they're not sissy men. They've been through it. I have these two scales up here. What's this one say? What's this one say? Okay. World's peace. Give me more money. World's peace. Do you love me? World's peace. Somebody shout out something. World's peace. Food. Feeling. What else? Greed. Toilet paper. Just give me enough toilet paper. Drugs. Jobs. Give me a better car. Give me a better house. I'll have peace. Boy, I'll have peace if I just get a better job. Peace will finally come upon me. What else? I mean, there's so many of them. New boyfriend, new husband, new wife. Boy, if the doctor could just figure out what's wrong with me, I could have peace. Medication works. I'll have peace. One more bottle of whiskey. I'll have peace through that. Do you see what I'm saying? There's no end to it. Hollywood. Oh, boy. One blockbuster movie, and I'm going to have peace. The news media. Never no peace. Well, if we could just get the right people in office, we could finally have peace. We get the right president, the right Congress, the right Senate, the right mayor, the right governor, the right judge. If I could just have better clothes. If I could just lose a little weight. There's no end to it. And the problem is, it's always going to be that. You're always going to find, try to look for peace somewhere else besides God. Always. Outside of God. We take the cross and you know what's going to happen. It's going to happen every time. 
because that is your true peace, isn't it? But every time we take our focus off of that, which is every time you think you've got to have something else to make your peace, you're right back to where you are. Uh, in this, this day or night, morning, whatever it might be, it says, and a great, wind, a great windstorm arose. Everybody say that for me real loud. And a great how, what kind of windstorm was it? Great. Great. When everything comes into your life and you think that something from the world is going to give you peace, is it, what, what is it? Is it what? Is it not the same thing within your life? Oh, man. Storm stops. It's going to be good. A hurricane coming in down right now, down there. Just, if just the hurricane would... Swoop off just a little bit more. We could all have peace through that. And that's what we do. They're facing the same things that you're facing. The problem is, see here, what the problem is with all of us is this peace that we want is a self-centered peace. It's usually all about me. I've got to have the, everything I've talked to you about. It's I've got to have that peace. That's not the peace I'm talking about. I'm talking a peace, a peace from God that is not a self-centered peace, but a peace that may cost your life. It may cost you friends. It may cost your family. It may cost you everything. But you still have peace. That's the peace we're looking for. Amen? It's a crazy peace. But it's a godly peace. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat not, not, the waves did what? Beat, say it again. Beat into the boat. The, the main thing I want you to understand this morning is peace. And the peace that you're going to need as this world takes the end. You're going to need peace. And I'm your pastor and I've got to preach peace to you. You've got to be the lifeline of peace. Amen. You can't fear down. You can't bow down. You've got to be the peace that the people need until the Lord Jesus Christ takes us home. Let me pray. Lord Father, we invite you here. We invite the Holy Spirit to be upon us in a powerful way. Lord, we know what's taking place in this world. We're not blind by it. And we know the only way we can get through it is through your peace. So, Lord, we invite you here today. We invite you here as we preach this word of peace. May you join us today. Amen. The waves beat into the boat so that it was already what? Filling with water. Isn't that what happens when, when the, the struggles come in your life and the, and the torments come in your life? It's like it's just beating against you. It's filling you up. You can't hardly take it anymore. Evil knows that. Knows exactly what it's doing. Knows exactly what it's doing to this world. Knows exactly what it's doing to this country. It's trying to break it. It's trying to break the church. It's trying to break the peace that God has over the church. It's trying to break it. And if you're not an outsider of Christ, you're going to get broke. You go back through the Bible, you just start 
naming off the people, and you say, where was their peace? Where was David's peace? Man, it was in the Lord Jesus Christ, even when he was fighting Goliath. Where was Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego? Peace when they were going in the fire. It was right there with them. Amen? That peace was right there with them. Where was Abraham's peace when he's getting ready to have to kill his son? It was right there, and it stopped him. But he had peace to do it. Can you imagine three young men walking into a furnace of fire and saying, I'm just going to stand up and I'm going to deny you, Shad. I'm going to deny you, Nebuchadnezzar. I'm not bowing down to you. We bow down to baseball games now. Shoot, we bow down to anything. I've seen the President of the United States bowing down just the other day. What a fool. And you can just shut me off if you don't like it. He's a fool. You don't bow down to that. You bow down to the Lord Jesus Christ only. That would probably get us off Facebook. <laughs> we don't bow down. We have a peace. Am I too excited today? We don't bow down. We have peace. What does bowing down do? Does that bring peace to him? Oh, he's on my side. Oh, it's all about you again, right? Yep. Oh, let's throw that one in there. As long as everybody's on my side, we can all have peace together. Are you on my side, please? Man, we become foolish in this world. Waves and this boat being beaten and the water starting to come in and these not sissy men, these very strong, rugged men are afraid. But he was in the stern, talking about Jesus, got a capital H there. That means deity again. But he was in the stern, asleep. And he even says on a pillow, he was, he was, he's probably snoring. I mean, he was out. The boat's going, water's coming in, he's below, water's coming in, man, he's conked out, he's tired, amen. He's been doing the Lord's work, and the Lord's work can just flat out get you tired. But his tired did not steal his peace. I mean, he had peace. He knew, I mean, he had to know what was taking place. He was in the boat. He's asleep on a pillow, relaxed. Because Jesus is the ultimate peace. Amen? And they're fearful. They're fearful of what's taking place. I would be too, and so would you. Maybe they don't understand what's taking place. They can't understand how this could be happening. Verse, next verse 39, it says, then he arose. Everybody say, then he arose. Man, ain't that, a, ain't that good? Man, he arose then. He arose out of the grave too, didn't he? Well, when he arose out of that grave, that, that's when the peace, you could have peace and I could have peace. Then he arose and rebuked. What, everybody say rebuked. He rebuked the what? I know this, you guys have heard this message. You've guys read these verses probably many times in your life. But isn't it good when you emphasize what it really is, the peace? And he, and he awoke and said to them, 
in verse, back up here in verse 38. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, everybody say teacher. Do you not care that we are perishing? If only people would care about me more. If only those people would see how important I am. Teacher, you do not care that we are perishing? Of course he does. Of course he cares about your pain. Of course he cares about your sorrow. Of course he does. But when peace leaves us, all kinds of things start to float in our mind, doesn't it? All these, all these things we're talking about, all these things start to overwhelm our mind because Peace is not there. We, we've lost the track of peace. We've lost where peace came from. We've lost it. And so the only thing we think of is what will make me happy or make me peaceful again. And one more car will do it, I'm sure. And they were fearful. We were perishing. Verse 9, then he arose and rebuked the wind. Now this has just got a blow their mind. Uh, he, they've been around him. They've seen him do all kinds of things. They've seen him heal people. They've seen him raise people from the dead. They've seen all kinds of things happening. But to just rise up out of the bed and, oh, man, I'm tired. What's going on? That boat's moved around. Hey, hey wind, stop. That's a God that's in control. Amen? Now, we want to say, oh, well, I, 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 I'm going to lose my peace. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But yet, I got a God that can just look at the wind and say, stop. When stop. That, that's, that's the God I get my peace from. Amen? And then, so these, these guys are going to learn a lesson. <laughs> they're going to learn a big lesson. They're, they're, they're following God. Not a man, but God. The God-man. The Son of God. And he's revealed all sorts of things to them. Now, when they were fearful and they were scared for their lives, Jesus awoke. At the right time. Amen? If it had been little sissy waves, they wouldn't have asked him anything, would they? If it had been a little bit of wind, they wouldn't ask him anything. We've been through this before. I can handle it. I can handle anything about me. I can have peace no matter what. I've been through it before. Have you now? Well, when this comes upon you, you haven't been through it before. And Jesus will show up right when you need him to show up, and he can say, when, stop, and it stops. Now, you either believe it or you don't believe it. Now, I believe it, amen? I believe it, and because I believe it, I can have the peace that God's allowed me to have, amen? Because my faith believes it also. And he rose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. Everybody say, peace, be still. Peace be still. That's what he's telling us. Peace. Why on earth the church can't have peace like it should have? I, 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 it, it boggles the mind. If I can get one more elder, if I can get a better pastor, oh, one more deacon, one more Sunday school teacher, one more good cook. 
Oh, if we can get a new building. Black top the driveway. New paint, new carpeting, whatever it might be. If we can just get those things. I think the church would be a lot better off. We'll have more peace in the church. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. I'm going to run out of these. Unity. Oh, if we could just get unity. Oh, if we could stop the clicks. Oh, if everybody would just pray. Then he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased. Everybody say, and the wind ceased. I Give me that three times. And the wind, what? Give it to me. You got to go loud. Yeah, these people out here got to hear you now. And the and what else did it, what did it do? It ceased. It stopped. From a hurricane or whatever you want to call it, whipping through there, where the men, these big strong men, were fearful, and he just gets up and says, When? Stop! And it stopped. And it stopped. And it showed them and it shows us who he is. He's not just a man that heals people or raises people from the dead. Oh, well, nobody else can do that, but he's not just that. He's the, he's the God-man that can control the weather, the wind, the, the storm. He can control it all. And he wants to control it in your life if you allow him. But you're going to have to have peace. He was teaching them how to have peace. He was teaching them that he's in control of this world. He's in control of this wind. He's in control of the lightning. And did you notice the lightning Lightning bolt hit the White Castle? The, oh, not White Castle. That's what it is to me. White House the other day. Ah, uh, we're off Facebook for sure now. He controls it. Amen? Not one lightning bolt hits where he doesn't allow it or direct it. He controls it. So he's showing us that we can have peace, and this peace be still, have peace. Peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. How can we give the gospel out? How can we meaningfully give the gospel out if we don't have peace within our own lives? How can a church encourage others to come if the church doesn't have peace within it? If, if it's always based on one more thing, one more, one more thing to change, whatever it is. That's not true peace. That's a self-centered peace, and that's every bit of that is a self-centered peace. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a God peace. A God peace. Amen? that was bought and paid for, a God peace that came to earth that we can have peace, not peace as the world knows, but peace through Jesus Christ. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Everybody say a great calm. Boy, we could use a great calm, couldn't we? Oh, there we go. If I could just calm down. Vicki, if you'd just calm down. Sandy, calm down. I'd have peace, woman, if you would just shut up. I didn't hear you, and I don't want to hear you. <laughs> Are you getting what God's telling you today? I'm not going to get to the rest of the sermon. I don't, I don't need to. 
Then he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Who, how many amongst you here want a great calm? Well, what if I told you you can have a great calm even in the chaotic world? Is that good enough for you? How about over in Afghanistan? Do you think they got a great calm going on? The, the world, the news media is not going to tell you anything. They're not going to tell you how many Christians were killed over there. They're not going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you. There's been 150 or 200 Christians with their heads chopped off last day, last week because they were Christians. They're not going to tell you that. They don't want you to know that. You're never going to hear that. Well, I'm glad I'm way over there. There's just something I could do for them to give them peace. Something I could do to give them peace. I can't go to Afghanistan, neither can you, but we can sure pray, right? They need your prayer. It's more than just Americans. It's people. It's human beings. They're not being treated like human beings. And it's demonic, satanic, that's killing them. And the problem is, it's coming here. It's coming here. I've been telling you things are getting worse for two years, and no, it seems like nobody really wants to grab a hold of their faith and believe what's going to happen. But it's coming here, coming to the shore. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, he, see, he wasn't finished, was he? Everybody say, but. He did say, well, see, I calmed down the wind, and and took care of all that. The boat's all calm. The sun's back out. You guys have a good one. He wasn't done. He wasn't done. But he said to them, everybody say, but he said to them, what are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? He's going to put it right in their face. Is it because you thought I couldn't handle the wind? Trusted in yourself too much? Why are you so fearful? Because you don't really believe what's who I am? You've seen all kinds of things. Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful in the storm? Because you should have peace, peace be still. You should have that in the storm. But he said, then why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Everybody say, how is it you, you have no faith? What's your peace tied to? What's your peace tied to? Faith. Faith is believing in something you can't even see. But I believe in the Word of God, and I put it within my heart. It's who I am. Amen? How is it that you have no faith? That's Jesus Christ to his disciples. The people that have followed him. They're growing in love with him. But the storm overrid their faith. And that's what's coming to the church. I'm just here to warn you. I'm just here to tell you that you better have your peace in place, that you've got to be that line of peace to people. Amen? 
And you can't have it if you're not an outsider. You can't have it sitting here on Sunday morning and never doing one more thing. You young people out there, I know you think you're immune to this. You're not. I'm sorry. But I can tell you how to have peace. And it's surrendering your life over to Jesus Christ. What was one of the things they had to actually see here? That God is in control. That Jesus Christ has control over everything. And if they'll just surrender everything about them over to him, they'll have that peace. Amen? Because in the world, we'll have tribulation. In the world, we'll have tribulation. But in Jesus Christ, we have peace. I think I'm done for today. I'm going to pick this up next week. I really can't give you the rest until you had this peace within you because next week this is going to get really hard to hear what I'm going to preach to you out of 1 John. Some of you are going to love it. Some of you are going to hate it. But the ones that love it, you have a peace within you. Amen? You have a peace that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ and you can handle the truth. You can handle the truth. I don't have to worry about all that other junk of peace because I do have the cross. And I don't care how much of that other stuff we put in there. It's always going to outweigh it. Amen? So I'm going to close today. I don't think I've ever even done this before, but I'm going to do it close today without finishing the sermon. The Word of God we've had today is enough for today. If you're struggling throughout this week with no peace, you've been through the storms like many of us have been through this week, and you need peace, well, Jesus is reminding you today that he is your peace. He is your peace. Look to him. You guys ready? Ready?